Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You've got to be kidding me. It's the Hoops Have Visions podcast, emergency podcast edition. Um, I'm your host, Reddit Mavericks. Uh, today we're uh, joined with editor-in-chief Bryce Patrick. How you doing, Bryce? Uh, I've seen better days. Yep. We also have on uh, Tim Beamer. What's up, Tim? Not going to be as many jokes for me today. That's for sure. Yep. And lastly, Isaac. How you doing, man? Good. <laughs> Good. You know, I guess. <laughs> As much as you can be in this situation. Exactly. Um, yeah, so the, new, so the news just dropped. Um, you know, there, there, obviously yesterday there were a lot of news about, you know, they're gearing up to hire um, Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd. Nico Harrison being our new uh, GM and president of basketball operations, which is interesting. And then we have um, Jason Kidd coming in as our new head coach. Um, again, yesterday was weird. Uh you know, because obviously Rick Carlisle got hired by um, <clears throat> Rick Carlisle got hired by the Pacers, made some like just made some comments about you know Jason Kidd being the right coach for Luca. Um, I'm not so sure how much of that was sincere, because <laughs> um, we all know you know we all know Rick. Rick's kind of a Rick's kind of a troll. Um, it turns out kind of. he's an he's an elite troll. Yeah, turns out someone listen to him uh probably cuban and was like yeah like that makes sense you know bring in you know jason kidd <laughs> um which uh yeah that's those are the hires um nico harrison is for you guys you don't know he's a former nike executive now um he was he's part of uh he was part of kobe's line he worked a lot he works with a lot of different uh, he worked with a lot of different nba uh, players um he's also famous for being the guy who ran points on the uh, Steph Curry Nike uh, meeting that went south for Nike, oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> I mean, like, and you know, apparently someone called Steph Stephon, like you know, Family Matters. Um, I don't think it was him that said it because I think that every every news source I saw for that said that it wasn't him or like didn't imply that it was him. So, uh, but still, you know, um, I'm really excited about Nico. Um, obviously, less excited about Jason Kidd, uh, as I'm sure all four of us are. Um, but yeah, what are y'all's takes? So, well, you know, I just. But first off, I'm just I'm I'm angry. The, the Nico Harrison, I, I can't even really think about that. Like, I it, sure it's fine, whatever. Uh, I I don't care. I got the Kobe fine. But hiring Jason Kidd is just literally the dumbest thing this team could have done. It's the dumbest choice for so many reasons. Number one, number one on the list, he is a domestic abuser. 
And that is something that should not be taken lightly. That's not something that we should just, you know, brush aside, whatever. I haven't, and he's also been convicted of drunk driving, like all kinds of just off the basketball court, non-basketball, like character issues. And I just, I haven't seen much growth from him as a person. Not that I've been around him, not that I'm like with him at like an AA meeting or like uh, whatever abuser, like rehabilitation program, whatever. But like, just publicly, I, I and I know those things are hard to see. But like, that's something that should stick with somebody and hang over them for a long time. And like, I'm all for giving everyone deserves second chances. But like, this organization, coming off of what they just came off of, with the sexual harassment just running rampant in this organization being unchecked for a decade, and then hiring this guy is on his face stupid. And then way down the list at second, he's just a terrible head coach. He's awful. He ruined two franchises. He like he turned Giannis from who would have been probably already, I think, a top ten all time player if if Jason Kidd had not broken his jump shot. Just absolutely broken it. And not that that's all Jason Kidd's fault, but like he was also just a terrible head coach. So not only do you have him being all the personal issues with him, he's just a bad coach, which makes this hire absolutely indefensible. So it sounds like, uh, oh, never mind, you just left. <laughs> it looked like Don was on for a second. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Um, Tim. Did I scare him off? No, no. <laughs> Tim, do you have any thoughts? Bryce nailed almost everything there. Um, that's it. We, we're done with the pod. <laughs> one thing I have been thinking about this morning as the tire became more and more inevitable is we have in the discussion leading up to it, cause we've had almost 24 hours now we have had the thoughts that his personal issues has passed with domestic violence and everything that has followed with him. Cause there's a list are separate from his history is just a bad head coach and a guy that's not qualified for this job. But you can blend together those two things. There is an intersection there because his failure, his abject failure to learn from his mistakes as a human being, to keep this pattern of behavior going in his personal life, to have shown no signs of growth there. It's the same stuff you read about that has failed him as a head coach, making these power grabs, doing the things within these organizations, two players. It's just a complete lack of maturity. There is no leadership with this guy. You can say over the past 10 years, however long it's been since he's been a head coach, maybe they saw something in the interview, but there's absolutely no track record of him being able to learn from mistakes, to grow as a human being or as a head coach. When, when I think there even was an interview because that's an honest question I don't I honestly don't know if there was an interview or they just talked themselves into it or Mark talked until everyone agreed with them and you can't you can't just say Dirk and Finley endorse this guy they don't they don't know the guy that was beating up his wife they know this dude that was in the locker room 
And for people saying, how could you support or how could you be so harsh on this now when you supported him as a player 10 years ago? Well, I just told you that he doesn't have a track record that qualifies him to be head coach. This organization has a track record. Mark Cuban has a track record of just abject shittiness towards women within the organization. That's the reason he never should have even been considered. If you want to give a guy who matures and grows and 20 years after a conviction, if you want to hand him a second chance, sure. Not this organization. Not right now. It's bullshit. I think those are Absolute st- bullshit. I think those are strong but fair words. Um, Isaac, have we consider? Oh, John's here. John's here. Do we know, like, have we considered that maybe Jason Kidd could teach Luca to bump into him to spill his drink so we can get an extra timeout? I mean, if, if anything, it's worse. At least, yeah, I, I can't I can't agree more with Tim. I just wanted to pop on and say that because Tim's been on fire with this stuff publicly. So uh, I'm yeah. at work, so I had to chime in. And, uh, uh, oh, Don, we miss you, buddy. Yeah. I, you know, I wanted to be on one of the emergency pods, but uh, yeah, couldn't couldn't agree with you more, Tim. Keep th- slinging that fire, and hopefully it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm heated. Yeah. I think we're all yeah. heated. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. It's yeah. uh, it, you know, is it just because he's a former Maverick? Like it feels like that. It, it was done in such a shallow fashion. Of well, Jason Kidd was a point guard once, and he played for the Mavericks. There's just so many other things that are just not worth and, – and why Mosley wasn't given the shot is the, another element of it that I don't quite understand. So Mosley signed someplace else is something that really, like uh, – yeah. I don't know why Mosley would stay. Like, right. If there's so many head coaching opportunities, if, if, he can, if he can get one, then, like, first chance he's gone. I, he might even leave – like, Rick might go take him to Indiana. That's a real, real possibility. It sounds like Rick might have burned that bridge in the Tim McMahon reporting from earlier today. But yeah, that might have. Wait, interesting. wait, what was, what was that? I must have missed that. Just that it might have been a feeling for Rick, and it was, it was in his. In, this thought came from his outright endorsement, his unsolicited endorsement of Jason Kidd for the job the other day. Oh, that, yeah. Maul Mosley's relationship with Luca. Um, was perceived as a threat by Rick. And by the way, anyone saying Luca signed off on this, so we should all be okay with it. Yeah. Luca would have absolutely signed off on that dude loves Jamal Mosley. Yeah. So that doesn't carry much weight to me either. I mean, apparently according to Stephen A, he did sign off on the Jason Kidd hire, but again, like he, he said, Stephen A said that that, apparently, apparently Luca signed off. on. Apparently that's the only source I saw that said this. But at the uh, moment, but I, I don't know how plugged in Stephen yeah, A is. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's he's plugged in industry wide, so maybe he's gotten in with with his Lucas agent. But like, maybe. but I don't but know. Getting a read on anything, like getting a read on anything, Luca, like especially like right now, like right. nobody nobody has an in with Luca, like nobody. He is very much his own person. Anyone who's like reporting that like there. Luca's not a source on like anything. I, I can almost guarantee it, um, unless he's like vastly changed his interaction with media or his his whole general demeanor towards media. Which is not like he's he's not anti-media. He's just like quiet with them, which is a choice, and that's that's fine. Um, he's a true neutral. But, yeah, he is very much neutral. Like he's a good 
kid he's like a very personal kid he just like i don't really like talking to media not everyone's going to be dirk with me that's why everyone loved dirk is because he was so open and generous with his time and generous with his answers but like that's not luca that's okay that's fine he um, might change yeah but like especially when luca's in slovenia like no one very few people are going to get a read on him maybe there's some slovenian media that have like an end with him but like I don't think anyone's got a real read on what Luca's actually feeling about all this nonsense. Yeah. And um, I don't think we're going to find out for maybe ever. <laughs> yeah. so, also, uh, we all remember how much we really gave a shit about when we were 22. Getting, Just, yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, Luca, Luca's, pro- Luca's a little ahead ago. of where we were at that age, but you know. I think I went to Bonnaroo. In <laughs> <laughs> 22. That's a story. Yeah. That's a story. <laughs> um, so I will say right now, Tim McMahon reports that JJ Brea has had a preliminary conversation with former teammate Jason Kidd about joining his coaching staff. So, That's I mean, fine. can I give my thoughts on that? That, that was, yes, that was gonna that was gonna happen. Yeah, sorry, we just completely talked over you. No, you're good. No, I just there's a couple of aspects of it for me personally. You know, I'm I'm obviously the youngest person on this pod. You know, I'm only 19. And so when people ask me, why didn't you care in 2011 when he was our, you know, point guard, I was nine. Like, I had no idea this was even a thing. And if I did know, I would have said something then, even at nine. I would have been like, why is this guy running the point guard? Like, shouldn't we be talking about this? And then with what Bryce and Tim said, you know, I don't know Jason Kidd. I haven't ever talked to him. I don't know anything about him. Maybe, maybe he has changed. I don't know, but I do know that the Mavericks shouldn't be the one to make that decision, especially after what this organization has done over the last four to five years. So I just wanted to say that. That's a fair point. Oh, man. We're just not, we're just not in the same place. A, as an organization. B, as a general fucking society that we were in 2011. I'm not exactly. saying domestic violence was good back then, but like we've come a long way in ten years, probably more than any other ten years any of us have lived through. So let's just not say, "Oh, you were cool with it in 2011." Even an even point guard is not the position of leadership, the face of the organization that head coaches. There's just that's yeah. just such a weak easily lazy not easy lazy <clears throat> comparison to make i'm just not hearing it so uh man well uh yeah i didn't you know uh the beginning of this week i thought okay maybe we'll have maybe we'll have a gm by you know like the end of the week like maybe we'll start our head coaching you know um what do you call it uh our head coaching um search you know, by the end of the week and stuff like that. I didn't expect all this to happen. <laughs> I don't think any of us really expected any of this to happen. Um, again, like the new hair, the Nico Harrison hire, I like it. Um, dudes have been Nike for fucking ever. It's funny that even like, not even like Nike brand guys, like Dame Lillard loves this dude. You know, like, um, I just think he's a really well-connected dude, it looks like. And hopefully he does a good job. Um I don't know what happens to Michael Finley. I feel like he stays in that VP role um, or whatever, like assistant GM, whatever the hell it's called, um, which is fine, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I've, but I do like the fact that they did, you know, branch out to get 
different blood, basically new blood. Um, maybe, maybe you can help me out here. What is the difference between a president of basketball operations and a GM? So That's the same question. The the president of basketball operations is basically head honcho in charge. I think we all knew that from the hierarchy. Um, he they're more concerned with the long term vision, um, bigger um, bigger things. Basically, just basically big picture like that. Until, um, and GM, up, until you start getting undercut by a degenerate gambler. Yeah, yeah. It, well, in, <laughs> until that. But um, and then the GM is more day-to-day um like focused on the nitty-gritty things like i don't know like 10-day contracts and like just the <clears throat> manual transactions um rather than like where are we going as an organization what can we do to get there what kind of general steps do we need to take it's like all right like uh this guy is injured so we're gonna call up this guy from the g league or whatever sure. does that make sense no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's uh, it's a that is a varying degree of uh, middle management rather than just like in a, a very. I think that's a pretty clear uh, delineation of duties um, because that's stuff that I always got like I, at this point. I don't know what part. I think part of it's one of the main reasons it's confusing is because our owner decides to you know be very upfront about what his involvement is in things until a controversy comes up and then he has nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's where I'm feeling really uh, frustrated is, you know, I mean, I've, I've looked up to Mark Cuban. I mean, he's, he's the guy that brought a championship to my town. Like the American Airlines center feels more like home to me than really any other place in Dallas. Um, and it's not just, you know, because of just sports memories, there's, there's certain elements of it that I've just, you know, I've taken a lot of pride in Dallas through the Mavericks organization. Hell, we, we dedicate a weekly podcast to it. And I see this guy that's, I, for the most part, trust in good faith is wanting to make good moves and make smart moves. But now it's just seeming more and more like just weird ego moves that I just don't quite, that don't really hold water and are being proven to not be successful but just due to ego, they're just sticking to their guns in that respect. You know, I don't see how uh, Carlisle and Donnie Nelson leaving and then Jason Kidd is in some some executive from a shoe company shows up and that's like, all right, I should be excited about this. It sounds like basketball is the last thing that's on their mind. And I don't know, like I, I don't the kid. The kid hire is such a wrench in the the machine that i just don't understand what or what that accomplishes aside from just i i mean i know he worked with lebron he was on the lakers uh coaching staff and i just there was no part of that lakers team that i'm like this is a well coached group of guys i mean there was an immense amount of talent there was lebron and there was ad but like no part of it's like man this is a great scheme they're running here (laughs) Uh, I I disagree on that point, but it, it's I don't think it's be, I I agree that I don't think Jason Kidd had a part of it because it's sure. it's a very much a Frank Vogel coach team. Vo- Vogel's Frank been Vogel's a very, a very good, good coach. He's a very good coach, and defense like defensively, that's where you look at it and see, oh oh, they're still a pretty good team. Like they had a really uh, like I think a top ten defensive rating um, in the time where LeBron and AD were gone, which that with Drummond yeah, as their center, one, that's, actually yeah, it's pretty incredible. But that they did that, but I, I mean, maybe he, maybe he learned from from Frank Vogel on, but like, like Tim said earlier, like, do we think he's capable of, of 
growth and learning and change. And if he is, then then good. Maybe maybe he's become a better person. I, I hope I, I hope he does. Like I really do. I this think that feels would be... a lot like Greg the Greg Hardy signing uh, of the Dallas Cowboys, where it's like, uh, I mean, like maybe if there's some production, I'll feel sort of better about this. But I at the like at the heart of it, I know it's bad and it's not a good look and it sucks. And it's like it, I hate that mm-hmm. this is my team. That's well, how that this hire feels of Jason Kidd. It it feels very Cowboys because it feels like we have cryptocurrency Jerry Jones running things. This feels like <laughs> he just he doesn't have sons like Jerry does. So to run the team, he wants his 2011 roster, which is the closest <laughs> thing he has to sons. It, Interesting. Oh, feeling, I, 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 feeling see, more I see a and, turtle thing here that I did not think of. Well, before. I mean, he, he does He's have feeling kids, more and more not. Arlington by the second. Yeah. But they're not they're not quite old enough. Well, I don't know. It, I don't know how old they are. I think they're like middle school age or something like that. But <laughs> I'd take you a know, middle schooler over a kid. Are you kidding me? Like this You'd take a the kid box. over a kid. Like Yeah, yeah. I guess one one <laughs> just this this whole new front office head coach thing, this little conglomerate we have as a whole, the case I see being made for it. I do like the potential of Nico with the, the Nico Harrison hire, especially his relationship with Nike and the relationship that could bring with free agents, with players and everything. If you want to replace Rick Carlisle with someone who has a better relationship, especially with young players, like Jason Kidd doesn't have any of the X's and O's Carlisle did. And if you, the more and more you read about his previous two stops as a head coach, even as a player who was fresh out of the league, he did not connect to young players at all. He was he, he was just as much of a jerk to those guys as Carlisle is. He so was asking like, them who what their favorite cassettes were, and no one knew yeah. what he was talking about. <laughs> VHS tapes, like. Which oh. team did you pick? NBA Jam. <laughs> like, no, bro, we're UK guys now. <laughs> yeah, no. Back on the like on the Greg Hardy point and the whole. The whole thing with domestic abusers, like it, it always feels icky, and like it's always ignored, or ignored enough for it to, those guys keep getting chances when guys are good at their jobs, and Jason Kidd isn't even good at his job, and that that's the thing that pisses me off the most is like, I, I I guess I like I can't, I understand it, I don't like it, and I hate it, and it shouldn't be tolerated at any level. But, like, I understand the thinking of, like, oh, no, it's fine if we're winning and it's making me money. But, like, if he's a bad head coach, and he's been a bad head coach at two different stops now, um, then, like, why does it get to fly then? Yeah. Uh, well, I post those things where he's unqualified, but at least he makes up for it by being a bad person. There we go. That's great. Yeah, despite him um, being a domestic abuser, the guy's a real prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, guys, I asked the very dumb question of asking for questions. Um, do, do we I, – I don't – If I say we can do, like, a, just a couple, but yeah. I, I still got – I'm sure we all still have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, we're going to do – I'm, I'm picking out. I'm picking five out okay. of the many that we got. What um, are your favorite burrito fillings? We did get something about we did get some stuff about what kind of socks are we wearing today, but uh, <laughs> not wearing any. Let's see, me neither. Um, I'll show you go commando. <laughs> let's see. 
Mark asks. I'm in my own place. I don't have to wear socks. Ah. <laughs> Mark asks. I didn't realize you were doing that well. Mark asks, uh, do you think Nico Harrison will be the guy to steer us in the right direction? He seems well-liked, but how are we so sure it will translate to making a difference in culture and success? I don't know. I mean, it sounds like he just should have changed his name to Nike Harrison, and I think like the fact that he didn't no commit to the bit really, yeah. <laughs> it, I'm skeptical. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, you can go, Bryce. He, he might be. And, you know, I heard this on the, um, I think, was it Tim Cato or somebody, some athletic NBA podcast? Um, I, mean, it was, I think it was Dave DeFore um, was saying like the, the GM or the president of basketball operations, not one of the same, um, needs to be someone, especially for a team like with an owner like this. Um, but, you know, any owner, they're all kind of can get too involved for their own. Egotistical. Mark is just yes. the extreme, exa- <laughs> extreme example. But you need a guy who can, that can tell the owner screw off you're wrong listen to me i know what i'm doing and you're making a mistake and that the owner will listen at least most of the time and you know make it change and and do what they say a decent portion of the time and donnie could do that but towards the end i think he stopped being able to mark just stopped listening to him and like that's part of the job of the gm and that's i think why he ended up on his way out. So I, I, I don't know if this guy is going to be able to, to tell Cuban that, or if he's just kind of, kind of be a guy that's just there. And if he tells Cuban he's wrong, then Cuban's <laughs> just going to keep doing whatever he's doing and maybe fire him or whatever. Uh, what do you think, Isaac? As far as the culture goes, I don't know about his experience. Cause he doesn't have any experience as a NBA, like, guy guy on a team so i don't know what he's gonna do for the culture but i just hope that he can help with free agents because like y'all have said he has a good relationship with nba players so i'm just hoping that that can give a better roster for luca which at the end of the day is what we all want so cool tim got any thoughts yeah i mean it's got potential um it's definitely got a lot of upside it is a bit worrisome that he's kind of got a pretty short resume when it comes to this role, but Hey, that short resume is better than a resume where he's done it twice and failed miserably. So <laughs> I'll pull for it. <laughs> Let's see. Don, you have any thoughts? Kind of feels like whipped cream on a shit Sunday, but you know, uh, I'll take the whipped cream. Okay. <laughs> we're forced Let's, to eat it, you know, if we're forced to eat it. Let's see. Um, See. I'm going to need all the whippets out of that whipped cream bottle to get through this day, by the way. <laughs> uh, you're, just, you're just speaking to my, my days working at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> it's, the, it's the two busters in the movie waiting, hiding in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> what were their names? God. I just know Annie Milanakis. That actually was Annie Milanakis? Yeah. It was, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, I just P-dog, watched it for the first dog and something. Yeah, <laughs> Isaac has I just watched that movie for the first time like a couple weeks ago, and like I don't know if y'all stayed for the credits, but those yes. guys do like a five minute like rap song. Is, <laughs> it's so impressive. Uh, so Isaac has no idea what the fuck we're talking about, so we're gonna move on. The more you watch, waiting, it was like, dude, not, but it's okay. 
Y'all have fun. Yeah. It's okay. All right, let's see. If you've ever waited tables, that movie becomes less and less funny because you just know the people and know their struggles, and it just kind of sucks. <laughs> We're filing this one under educational. Yep. Let's see. Uh, Spike asks, uh, first question, does Dorian or Dwight spill the Coke on J-Kid? <laughs> Dwight, because he'll do anything. Yeah, Dwight's uncoordinated, so he can just be like, "Yeah, sure, I didn't mean to tackle our head coach." No, no, no. So, so he, so he actually asked this yesterday, and I like had a quote, I quoted it, and I was like, "Obviously, it's gonna be Dwight, but not on purpose." (laughs) Like, you know, because again, he's, I think, I think I said that he he runs like he flails like a drunk giraffe. I think is what I said. So you know, yeah, it's probably gonna be Dwight if anybody (laughs) on that team who does that for kid. I was going to say Trey Burt because I really don't know what else he's here for. At this point, yeah. I mean, we'll, <laughs> fuck, we'll see next year, huh? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, Andy asks, if Nico can bring in a support, in the supporting cast, how much does Kid actually matter? Yes, I know he's head coach, but hypothetically. Man, I don't know, man. I just feel like... I feel like if you put a good team like coaching almost like it does matter like in the long run, but like it matters. If, you, if less. you've got, if you've got good assistance and good assistance, that's, yeah. that's what can make a huge difference. If you can have great assistance, they can make up for the garbage head coach. Yeah. Which I'm, so you got to really hope that Jamal Mosley stays. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Including some other guys, yeah, some of the other people but, that we've had on the, on the staff, but I don't know. I think, I do think that bringing a supporting cast does help with shit ton, though. So, it's pretty bad start when you're when you're already having to start the question. Well, well, it depends on what your definition of a head coach is. What the con? Let's think of the greater universal concept of what is a head coach. It's like that's <laughs> not that's not helpful. That's not good. Yeah, they can <laughs> they can still ruin a lot. Excuses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're already playing the game of well, if we can get players good enough to cover his shortcomings on the court, and then assistants good enough to cover his shortcomings on the sideline. Then a GM to cover up his shortcomings and relationships with players. We're good to go, baby. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, like we saw with Rick, how how often a really, really great head coach can make up for the deficiencies of a bad roster. Like, say what you will about Rick. Like, obviously, yeah, he was hard to deal with. But, like, you can never say that a Rick Carlisle team, he didn't get the best out of the players he was given. You, You can never say that. Ask I might a, buy an Indiana Pacers jersey, customize it with Carlisle's name. I might just just swap. <laughs> and I know he's gotten a lot of mileage out of that series already, but just ask Greg Popovich in 2014. Who was the least talented roster you faced? What was the toughest series you had? Right. The answer is the same. Literally the greatest coach series of all time. Like, yeah. I don't think it's even close. Yep. Okay, let's see. I mean, Design a Job is pretty good, man. I mean, it was really underrated. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's see. Um, what? Huh? Oh, God, I forgot. Oh, no, no, no. It was, it was about uh, about Rick on the way out saying the – giving the Jason Kidd recommendation. I don't I don't know that it was, it was Mark and whoever listening to him saying that. I think their mind was already made up, and he kind of just spilled the beans a little early. That's funny because the, way that, the that, way that went down looked really bad because he just recommended it. And then six hours later, he was the head coach. And it was like, did you even talk to kid 
or did you just take Rick's word blindly? Like, it's funny. So, because that's I don't actually think it's Rick's recommendation. That's my thought process. I think Rick was just like, well, I already know who they're thinking about replacing me, so I'm gonna just, you know, j- uh, do a last that. little, you know, middle, yeah, a little middle finger before I sign my new twenty nine million dollar contract. So it's funny because uh, Jose Mata just asked this. He was like, "Do you think Rick was asked before he left who they the Mavs should get as next head coach?" Because his press conference and news with JK was pretty quick. I yeah, I you know, I feel like they already had it in, already had it in their head who they wanted to get. You know, like I feel like Jason Kidd was like the guy the second that. Rick left, you know, um, which is unfortunate, but uh, I don't know. I mean, man. It's, it's always a great sign when your ex completely signs off on who you're dating now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's a great way to put it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you should definitely uh, date the neck beard uh, with uh, <laughs> yeah. as to work, work remotely all the time. Yes. Let's see. Uh, next question comes from Mark. Another Mark um, asks, <laughs> "This is a good one. I think we can all we can all uh, you know uh, think about this one." Um, I don't really know kid as a coach. What's his style, and why do the Mavs want a guy who's apparently not that great at coaching a basketball team? Great question. Can we get him a seat at the press conference where kids introduce his head coach? I want him to ask that question to Mark. Right. Like, Just be like, "Hey, like, explain this. Like, yeah, like what what yeah. what's." What's the play here? <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, is like, it just because of how perfectly groomed his shaved head is? Is it just out of that <laughs> that re- just remarkable amount of baldness and that goatee? Mosley's like... got him beat there too, though. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Mosley better at him than literally everything, except yeah. maybe his maybe his NBA career is, is is a little less a little better less good than Jason Kidd's. <laughs> but who who gives a damn? <laughs> So going to the question, I don't know, man, like, you know, like there are claims that he fucked up uh, Giannis's uh, jump shot, which I mean, there could be some merit there. But I think, you know, I'm sure he had like a shot, you know, a, a shooting coach that he worked with, too, over there in uh, Milwaukee. Um, when well, whoever that there. shooting coach is should like. I don't know who the fuck it was. But. Never. I don't I don't know who it is, but whoever. Whoever worked on him with whatever they did, like yeah. needs to be fired I, and never coach anybody else on shooting again. I think at the end of the day, it's not so much about the style of coaching he does, because apparently, like he's very demanding. He's he's Rick basically, you know, except without the accolades. I think is what um, the Rob Mahoney uh, article for the Ringer said. <laughs> we know he's very demanding, even though he doesn't have the accolades to really, you know, support that. Um, and again, like it's not so much about the style, because I mean. I think what really matters is the end result, you know. Um, he has a losing record as a head coach, you know. Um, yes, did he have a really shitty, not shitty, but old Nets roster that had old-ass Pierce and old-ass uh, KG on it? Yes, he did. But still, <laughs> um, did he have... Look at the, the Bucks immediately yeah, after. that's what I'm saying. Like, what, yeah. Is when they took their lead. It was like, it was One like, year. The, um, yeah, like the Mark Jackson to Steve Kerr. It's like... It's the same roster, pretty much. Pretty Just much. A year, a year a older. Confident coach. Yeah, it's like a year older. Not too much a change, you know. Like, you know, like if it had been like if it had been like okay, like Jason well, Kidd. Like the season they had a, I think they had a 500 record with them that year. Yeah, um, and then he fired him. And and then then and then they had uh, were above 500 for yeah. the rest of the season. But yeah, it's like it's like they, I don't know, man. It's like it's like that argument about oh, like you know, well, you know, um. 
Giannis and Chris Middleton took a you know a leap after that year. It's like, yeah, but how much of that how much of that can you really attribute to Kid? You know, like maybe the removal of Kid, but not Jason. You know, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's a really good question, Mark. Uh, I wish we had better answers for you. Um, I don't know basketball, so. <laughs> um, and actually, those are those are five questions. So we're gonna go and end the questions there. Um, guys, if you have anything else you guys want to talk about, let loose. So. Oh, because I haven't let loose enough already. If you want to I... let loose some more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is just. I mean, this could all still work out because Luke is that good. Because maybe the Nico Harrison brings thing brings in good enough players. There's still players around the league that love Jason Kidd, the player, and might want to come play for Jason Kidd, the coach. So I'm not. There's a greater than zero percent chance, much greater than zero percent, that basketball wise, this all works out. It doesn't change how it was morally in the moment and going forward. Exactly. I just I'm putting that on the mm-hmm. record right now, so I'm not doing it in hindsight. If we do win a title and Jason Kidd is still the coach in five years, it's wrong now. If we win the next five titles, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would have better then, but it would still have been wrong. And it's the it's hiring Urban Meyer, morally. Yeah. Okay. So I do want to say that. So for you guys listening, um, I told the guys this in the Slack yesterday, but um, my fiance is a major, major music musical theater person. Um, I love fan of the opera. Um, apparently, almost this exact same scenario happened with the fan of the opera in Broadway, where they hired uh, this guy who had been a, who had been um, accused of and persecuted for sexual assault, uh, got the lead role. You mean prosecuted? Yeah, prosecute. Yeah, yeah, yeah prosecute. He got prosecuted, and you know, and ended up getting the lead role for the Phantom, like the like the main character of this of the story. And like, I was telling her about Jason Kidd, blah blah, blah and he, she was like, "Oh shit, that's the exact same thing happened," <laughs> you know, with uh within the theater community. And apparently, um, because Astro was like, "Hey, like, how did like that general fandom like deal with this?" Basically. And what she told me was that basically what they did is that they never attributed, like the fandom, like obviously critics and blah, blah, like have to write about everybody. But like the fandom itself, you know, just like kind of just ignored the dude for the two years that he was in that position. He was in that role. Um, Literally, we're just like, okay, like great job. The lady who played the other main character, you know, everybody else did such a great job, blah, blah, but never gave like the time of day towards that coach. Um, obviously a little more different dynamic because this is like, you know, the act like it's like the director basically. Um, you know the yeah. you know, but that's how I am probably gonna go ahead and tackle this on as a fan. Like going forward is like I'm gonna give all the props to you know the assistant coaches, um, the players obviously, um, and as of right now, like I don't want to give you know any props to the head coach, you know. Um, yeah, I might not even call him by his actual name because I don't think he deserves. Because my my belief is that names are very important, and if you can't call someone by your name, then you know you aren't important. It's kind of an insult, but <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like I just feel like like it's gonna be really hard for us to. It's gonna be really hard for us as fans 
to be a Kansas. For a majority, like I would say about 80% of my mentions or like, you know, interactions yesterday were, or today and even today have been, you know, really positive, like towards like, hey, like, yes, you're right. I guess this sucks, blah, blah, and stuff like that. The other 20%, I mean, for some reason you want a guy who has a terrible head coaching, head coaching record, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I guess you get what you want, you know, you reap what you sell. Um, one, it's not, it's not just, you know, it's not just wanting him and not wanting him like that. That's one part of the argument, but there's another part of what I'm seeing. That's just, you know, if you don't want kid, you're a fake fan. Oh, or, you yeah. know, if you're outraged about this hire, you're, uh, it's fake outrage. Like, no, this is real outrage. This really happened. And Mark Cuban needs to answer for this. Yeah. And you can yeah. you can you can love something even though all the parts of that something aren't pure. I would like to ask those people calling us or calling saying the name or yeah, throwing it out there that people who are mad about this are fake fans. If you had a family member that you loved and they had like a drug problem, would you just continue to enable that problem? Or since you love them, since you love that thing, would you call them out on it? Exactly. Would you try to hold them accountable until the problem is fixed. So it's like you can absolutely love something. You can support the Mavs. You can support the players. And you can absolutely feel icky about this one thing, but still feel good about their success as a whole without feeling good personally for Jason Kidd. And at the same time, if this was the breaking point for you, that's okay too. You shouldn't be judged for that sure. either. Yeah. Players leave. We can too. We're not under contract. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, I I signed the contract. <laughs> oh, oh well, fuck. <laughs> I mean, you can you can you can always force your way out, you know. I mean, yeah. I yeah. signed the contract with Satan, and that's how you got the blue check mark. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's that's exactly what happened. Oh. Actually, no, it's just because I'm super important and uh, noteworthy. Fuck, I'm um, pissed. I totally uh, for- unlike unlike Ruben. <laughs> I t- I totally for fuck you. I totally forgot to like start this podcast as. Verified account Bryce Patrick. Fuck, god damn it. <laughs> it's all right. Anyway. Oh, and just one more one more quick shout out. There was someone on Twitter today who pointed out that I was in the wrong and I did have a double standard. I had a quote from the show Entourage in my Twitter bio. That show did employ Jeremy Piven, who had some of the same issues that Jason Kidd did. So for this Aggie fan who pointed out my double standard, I have corrected my ways and I have changed my Twitter bio to a&M hasn't won a national championship since 1939. Wait, did you really? Hold on, let me see this shit. I don't believe you. Did you really? Oh, no, my God. Didn't. Oh, did fuck, he really did. <laughs> That's awesome. The commitment to the petty. Oh, man, it. my father-in-law would hate that. But <laughs> absolutely love it. Oh, um, man. But, yeah, uh, I think that concludes. We don't have much, I got, I've got a couple, a couple right. of closing thoughts. Okay, One. Yeah. One is the thing that actually makes me the most disappointed in this, um, and I hate to even bring it up, but it's something that needs to be talked about. This is, I I wish that Dirk would have would have not been in this in his role. I think it was a mistake. I wish he could have just continued living his Dirk life and doing dope Dirk things like you know showing up for random tennis events, traveling the world, being full time dad. Um, and enjoyed that but mark cuban needed a pr blanket and you know seven foot human all, shoe. 
yeah, and that's exactly what he is. And we, we love him. And, you know, I thought like him being back with the team would be good, but like he recommended this and, you know, I wish, I wish that if, if Dirk thinks that he's actually changed and grown as a human being, then I'm more willing to believe it. But like, I don't like him endorsing this guy. It feels gross. And it's the only thing about Dirk that's ever made me feel like slightly gross about him. So that's, that's kind of where I am. Um, And uh, if, if anybody else doesn't have any, I want to end it end this with a, a Ted Lasso quote. Okay, go. Let's do it. Uh, this is from the season finale. This is my favorite Ted Lasso quote. Uh, now look, this is a sad moment right here for all of us. There ain't nothing I can say standing in front of you right now that can take that away. But please do me this favor, will you? Lift your heads up. Look around this locker room. Look at everybody else in here. And I want you to be grateful that you're going through this sad moment with all these other folks, because I promise you there is something worse out there than being sad. And that is being alone and sad. Ain't nobody in this room alone. You remember what animal has the shortest memory? Isaac, you can, you can chime in here. I'm sure you know the quote. I do, but I'll, I'll let you finish it. You can do it. <laughs> a goldfish. That's right. It's a goldfish. So what do you think we should do once we are done in being sad and or angry about the situation? I think we should all be a goldfish. I agree. Let's be sad now. Let's be sad together. And then we can be a gosh darn goldfish. Onward. Forward. Let's do it. Nice. All right, guys. That concludes today. That includes uh, this emergency podcast. I appreciate you guys for coming on. Shout out to Don. He already left. I think he was on his lunch break when he came on. <laughs> so, appreciate Don for coming on real quick. Um, uh, I don't know if we'll have our weekly podcast. Uh, I know um, we got some stuff going on, and including um, Don Denham. Uh, our own Don Denham will be in Dallas on Saturday uh, playing at a show. Um, if you're interested, uh, you can DM him. You can DM me for deets. Uh, you know, we'll love to hang out with you guys i think squish will be there as well um but again i don't know if we'll do a podcast i think he's i think he's traveling on that sunday we'll we'll just we'll wait and see um thank you everybody for asking questions uh sorry couldn't get to everybody there was already there was just so much we had to talk about for this um and uh we'll see what happens i'll see you guys later it's easy bye y'all